0: essentially owns it. So the concept came up and I said certainly I'd be strategically it's interesting. Essentially it's a large real estate deal. A lot of things could be done, but we'll talk to them a little bit. All they had to do is say, no we'd rather not do that or we'd rather not talk about it. Don't say what an absurd idea that is. You don't talk to the United States that way. Hi everyone and welcome to Geography Ninja, And today we're going to look at the uh, issue of Greenland and what's been going on there recently, because back in August of 2019, a bizarre story developed explaining how President Trump uh, seemed to be interested in buying Greenland. Now, this led to much comment and a lot of speculation in the news media. Not all of it taken particularly seriously, but several commentators speculated on how locations, including Greenland, could be part of a wider strategic aim to exert control on lands in the Arctic. So you've just been listening to a couple of news uh, interviews, extracts from Donald Trump back in uh, August, or early September of 2019. So I thought we'd, we'd just have a look at this and see what if we can make any sense of it at all, exactly what is going on here. So as climate change begins to have an impact on the Arctic, states and corporations are starting to view areas north of the Arctic Circle in terms of access to resources as well as their strategic value. All right, so what can I tell you about Greenland? Well, firstly, it's got two major languages, uh, Danish and also Greenlandic. For currency, it uses the Danish kroner, And its major religion is Christianity. The other thing about it is it has a gigantic area. So 840,000 square miles, uh, which is equivalent to um, just over 2 million square kilometres. So politically, Greenland has a limited self-government and its own parliament, although it is a Danish-dependent territory, and um, every year... Denmark contributes around, uh, six, well, about 60% of Greenland's uh, budget. OK, well, that's a little bit of background then about Greenland. But what about this story? Uh, is Greenland for sale? And why would anyone want to buy a country? So a little bit of digging shows that historically buying a country or a territory is something that the United States has had some prior experience in doing. So, for example, back in 1946, former U.S. President Harry Truman tried to buy Greenland from Denmark for 100 million U.S. dollars. Uh, That's approximately 82 million pounds. This was all the beginning of the Cold War. And at the time, Truman stated that he felt the island was indispensable to the safety of the United States against the USSR. Um, so and also this came after uh just after the second world war where um there was a similar situation where the US had seen uh, Greenland as a as a really strategic location in the fight against Nazi Germany. So the attempt to buy Greenland was of course unsuccessful and the offer was rejected. Um it was 100 million dollars in in gold but it's not Clearly not enough for a deal to be done. Going back even further in time to 1867, uh, well, the U.S. purchased Alaska from Russia for $7.2 million. Uh, That's about £5.9 million. Um, And this added about 570,000 extra square miles to the U.K., eventually creating the largest state in, in the Union um so russia sold alaska to the u.s at the time because they were in in debt but um you know would it have happened at another time that's a, a, a question so another famous land purchase by the u.s was in 1803 and the the embryonic uh republic made what is, is now referred to as the Louisiana Purchase that you know many of us will be be familiar with. This is and again buying over eight hundred thousand square miles of land from France and this was stretching all the way from the um the Mississippi River and the the, the, the Gulf Coast up to the Rocky Mountains costing around fifteen million dollars. So we're getting into this really interesting overlap here between geography and and history. Um, so, you know, interestingly, the US has expanded its territory historically by buying up landmasses, uh, in contrast to previous European colonisation of their own empires, often by military force. But why is Donald Trump suddenly so interested in Greenland? Well, there seem to be several reasons for this. Um, and one issue has got to relate to, to climate change. Now, Trump is is notoriously... Skeptical about climate change, and he has previously described it as a as a hoax in in various um, tweets, even potentially blaming the 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 Chinese as as a way of um, undermining U.S. industry. But however, a warming climate is affecting the Arctic more rapidly and more powerfully than other parts of the world. So Greenland is. it's approximately 80% covered by ice sheet, and some of this is really thick. In in fact, in certain places, we're talking about four kilometres of depth of ice. So this is ice that's accumulated over millennia, Um, and it's going to take a lot to shift that. However, since the 1950s, the average temperature has already risen by at least 1.5 degrees centigrade. And as a result of this, um, uh, Greenland's landscape is transforming particularly quickly and especially in many coastal locations as the ice uh, recedes. So one impact of this change in the amount of ice is improved shipping routes around Greenland. Um, And also, and possibly more importantly, you've got the, the improved accessibility of many natural resources which are thought to include oil and gas, as well as other things like iron, zinc, uranium, and possibly even rare earth metals. Now, previously the thickness of Greenland's ice sheets would have made the extraction of any of these resources all but impossible. Um, you know, all of these resources I've just mentioned, they're all crucial to the global economy, but those rare earth metals that I mentioned, well, most of these they they 're essential for for modern technology, so you know your average mobile phone is going to include rare earth metals in them. Most of them are located in China, meaning that in industrialized countries, including the u s are increasingly in uh, dependent on Chinese uh, control of these elements you know we need to import those elements from, from China. So a, a source of, a new source of rare earth metals in Greenland begins to look very attractive. Um, <clears throat> so at this point, I started to have a look, I wanted to do a little bit of research. So I had a look in my 2019 edition of Economists' Pocket World in Figures. I wanted to find some data on Greenland's economy. Um, unfortunately, Greenland wasn't even listed in there. And I, I guess this is something to do with, with its its relationship with with Denmark. Looking on Wikipedia, it does show that Greenland's got a, a GDP about 1.8 billion um, and a per capita GDP of 37,000 US dollars, which makes it quite similar to average European economies. However, saying all of that, Greenland's economy is highly dependent on um, a very small number of economic activities, mostly fishing. So fishing accounts for a, for more than 90%. Of Greenland's exports, it's a fact. Yes, that's right. And um, so, another key reason for U.S. interest in Greenland is in its strategic position. In more uh, accurately, its geostrategic position. So, with the decrease in um, summer sea ice in the Arctic, shipping routes around Greenland are likely to increase, and that also includes the Northwest Passage. Uh, between uh, some of northern canada's islands and and greenland um so the us has already uh, an air base on the west coast of greenland at thule and in the september edition september 2019 edition of national geographic um the arctic was mapped out in terms of uh, you know current affairs military presence particularly russia is increasingly seen as the major player um in this location with its, it's got a huge coastline, uh, Siberian coastline. It's only got the biggest coastline on on the Arctic Ocean. And it's been investing more than any other Arctic country in ice-breaking ships, uh, but also in Arctic personnel, military personnel. So <coughs> Russia's Arctic population is something in the region of 2 million people. Whereas if you put the US and Canadian Arctic populations together... Um, They they come nowhere near. They're somewhere in the region of 500,000 people. So Russia is clearly the big player in the Arctic. Um, Greenland's 56,000 population looks absolutely tiny uh, in relation to all of this, but its position is really important. So all of this really opens up some questions as to how feasible it is uh, in the 21st century to, to buy territory to buy another country with all the moral questions that that raises so as an autonomous territory um the the Danish prime minister said well Greenland's not for sale Greenland is not Danish Greenland belongs to Greenland Denmark still has some influence over Greenland but going back to the second world war the United States actually had some protective custody over Greenland uh at the time, because Denmark was occupied by uh, Germany. Um, In 1979, Greenland gained home rule from Denmark following a referendum. And there has been some previous tension between Denmark and the US. So in 1999, um, a Danish court ruled that the Inuit population, uh, who were exiled from their... Home, homelands, home territories in northern Greenland, uh, well, the court ruled that was an illegal move. It was in, happened in 1953, and it was to make way for that US air base at Thule. So, uh, however, the court didn't grant them the right of return to the area. So that was already some, some tension between Denmark and the US. More recently, in 2008, there was another referendum which granted... Uh, the Greenland population, further autonomy and greater control over their resources. Uh, That referendum, incidentally, also led to the replacement of Danish as the official language by Western Greenlandic, so a much more indigenous uh, language. So although Danish is still, uh, Denmark is still influential, that influence, it's, it's getting less and less over time. So, <clears throat> the most recent date I've got here was 2013, and this was uh, regarding mining and mineral resource exploitation. Well, this was actually given a boost in 2013 because Greenland's parliament decided to end 25 years of a ban on mining radioactive materials such as uranium. So, as with many dependent territories, Greenland has experienced numerous issues of sovereignty over recent decades. However, when we start going into the territory of, well, not territory, when we start thinking about this idea of buying or selling countries, it's not necessarily something many of us would feel comfortable with um, in, in the present day. So really following on from what happened in the late 19th century, uh, the, the scramble for Africa, in which many European colonial powers, including Britain, took control of vast areas of the African continent, some commentators are suggesting that the the sudden increase of interest in places like Greenland may reflect the 21st century scramble for the Arctic. And following on from uh, President Trump's um, interest in Greenland, a Republican group in the US has been selling T-shirts that include Greenland on a map of the US. So... (laughs) Um, Whether this is tongue in cheek or serious is unclear, but it it certainly raises some issues of international relations, sovereignty, geopolitical tension, really, in the Arctic. So um, Trump's suggestion over Greenland seems to be reinforced by um, a tweet, uh, which had a photo which was showing what looked like Trump tower possibly las vegas trump tower transplanted to a coastal village in greenland with a comment promising not to develop greenland in this way um <clears throat> greenland's foreign minister stated that we're open for business but we're not for sale and overall trump's suggestions about buying greenland were met largely with international ridicule um danish politician uh, lars rasmussen Suggested the whole thing might even be an April Fool's joke, despite the fact it wasn't in April. But there we go, there we are. Um, Fredriksson uh, went on to st- say, "Thankfully, the time when you buy and sell other countries and populations is over." Let's let's leave it there. Um, by the way, I should have said, um, Fredriksson is the name of the, uh, Denmark's prime minister, and a short while after this, this whole story broke in the news. Trump cancelled the state visit to Denmark. He was supposed to be meeting uh, Prime Minister Fre- Um <clears throat> But um, Greenland's Prime Minister, Kim Kielsen, stated that Greenland is not for sale. It's open for trade and cooperation with other countries, including the USA. Uh, Frederiksen from Denmark went on to say the whole issue was absurd. Now, <laughs> Coming out with that comment, that sparked a whole diplomatic dispute between the US and Denmark, with Trump calling the Danish Prime Minister's comments nasty. Um, So I would say that for geographers, this whole issue raises quite a few different themes um, that we can look into. So firstly, you've got the whole theme of the scramble for the Arctic and those geostrategic locations in that very big area, uh, fringing The Arctic Ocean. Secondly we've got the issue of climate change and the the melting of of ice sheets but also sea ice as well going on. Now you know the impacts of this really have a far greater they're impacting to a far greater degree in some places than others so the Arctic is up there as one of those one of those places heavily impacted. Thirdly there's the whole thing of, of sovereignty, who controls what, who owns which land and so on, and what the moral rights and wrongs might be of expanding territory or, or buying countries. Fourthly, we could also look at the geopolitical implications of, of President Trump's willingness to potentially um offend close US allies. So you know, Denmark is a NATO ally and cooperate strategically with, with the US on, um, on many areas. And then finally, for a geography geek, which is probably someone like me, uh, we've got Greenland, which is actually quite an unusual location to compare with most other countries, particularly when you start analysing it in terms of its huge landmass alongside its tiny population. So, OK, well, look, I'm going to finish off there. I'm just going to leave you with a, a couple of final points about Greenland. And, you know, this is this first bit is a, a new story. I think it broke a few years ago and it was about the impacts, maybe positive impacts for, for Greenland in terms of climate change, giving it longer and warmer summers, um, which mean that you can grow out, uh, fruits and vegetables in Greenland now within the Arctic Circle, which... many many of us will find absolutely amazing now bear in mind this might be grown in greenhouses or outdoor gardens but green peppers tomatoes potatoes even strawberries being grown in on Greenland now bear in mind with that information in March temperatures can be around minus 20 degrees centigrade so that is worth worth remembering um, the other thing it is worth remembering that, you know, Greenland was was named by the Vikings. So you go back to the 10th century, um, Greenland was named and you could maybe even look at this as an early display of marketing. So there's some evidence to suggest that the climate was slightly warmer a thousand years ago and crops um, may have been grown uh, in 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 Greenland e- even then Um So, you know, with current climate change, Greenland may become green all over again. But either way, I think we can we can all agree it's certainly a very sought after piece of real estate. So we shall finish off there. Thank you very much for listening. And um, I will speak to you again soon. Goodbye.